Welcome to the Game Rage Music Show. Back again. Episode number 20. 2-0 of Game Rage Music, also known as the Good Ass Music Show. My name is Josh. I'm fucking hyped. I'm pumped. I'm here today with Adam. Howdy. And, uh, you know, we got, a, we, got a, we got a couple of things to talk about today. But one of them, maybe, being... Breaking news that we just interviewed the one and only <coughs> Lana motherfucking Mac. Yes. On the Without Censor podcast. And I will say that it, I thought it was fucking straight fire. I thought it was a fucking good time. We had a blast. Got a lot of good questions in. Yeah. And I just want to jerk ourselves off for a minute and commend ourselves for doing such a great fucking job. And to all of the Game Rage music listeners out there, I don't know if we've talked about Lana Mac on here before. I think we have mentioned her a few times. I want to say i'm not sure entirely but shit, ah, whatever now, now we could take time to do either way yeah we're still talking about it right now so i just would like to shout out to her thanking her for her wonderful personality and appearance that she did with us it was great it was fun and also to everybody who's listening if you want to check it out it's going to go up probably well i don't know i don't i don't want to I think I don't know. Is right now a good time to put it up? Because I don't know. Let's just say maybe in the next two months, and that's that's even pushing it. <laughs> that's definitely pushing it. It's gonna be out before the next two months. Yeah, but we're look sell. Yeah, was under set the bar low. Yeah, and and over over under, undersell over deliver. Right, yes. that's the, that's the yeah. phrase. Yeah. So, anyways, be on the lookout for that. We will let you know when it goes live. Well, fuck, you'll know. You'll know about it because it'll be all over the world. You'll see it on probably TMZ. You'll probably see it on fucking uh, you know. Whatever Billboard magazine may even do an article about it. I heard. I, I don't know. Yeah. So, uh, so just real quickly to summarize this woman, uh, she's basically the Swiss Army knife yeah. for the Cosmica management and record label. Uh, basically, does everything there. Not to discredit anybody that she works with or whatever, but just uh, somebody that is somebody that is multifaceted, faceted. Yeah. And uh, as somebody that is also working on <sighs> developing her own business, which is Twin Wolf Entertainment. So that is her photo booth business that she just started. And hopefully, uh, you know, more great things will be on the way for her. And I think the reason that we ended up. I think the reason we ended up highlighting her. For our first episode is because uh, I, I would go ahead and say that she is a personal friend at this point and I've gotten to know her for the last four years and I've definitely gotten to know a bit about what she does at Cosmica and this is what the whole conversation is about is just to acknowledge and and recognize her her hard work and everything that she does but in addition to talking about some of her own personal endeavors with Twin Wolf Entertainment and also being the day-to-day manager for DJ Rubase, which is her husband, that is uh, somebody that is well versed in tech house music, and uh, we do have information to share about Rubase. And I think if you are curious to find out about DJ Rubase himself, then tune into the episode. I'm not sure how soon we're going to release it. Hopefully, it's before. I'm trying to think. I'd like to believe that we're going to release it before the end of January. But with the holidays and everything, it's just, um, you know, we don't want to squander a good episode on, you know, releasing it in in Christmas or around, around Christmas time or even New Year's and <laughs> have nobody pay attention to it. Because I, I imagine the numbers will be taking a dip because everybody's going to be out on vacation and all that stuff. So, um I think we're, le- we're probably leaning towards uh, maybe releasing sometime in mid-January around there, if I had a ballpark it. But please tune in for that. It's going to be 
whole new podcast that we're calling Without Censored Podcast. And I think we have a few other guests that we're going to be lining up in the future. Um, not Maybe not somebody like Lana Mack, who is uh, from the music industry side, but we're, we're certainly going to have an array of people that we'll be showcasing and hopefully <coughs> that you will be enjoying. Um, although we still need to line up those interviews. Nonetheless, we will uh, have those out as soon as possible for you. So let's see. What else could we talk about? Uh, yeah. <laughs> took Almost took a nasty spill there. Woo! Yeah. Man, I was dying. Yeah. Almost witnessed the death of Josh on the <sighs> podcast. You know what, though? Might as well, almost... Almost turned into the last episode of the fucking game <laughs> what, rage. What a fitting way to die on live. But you, you would definitely, if I died while podcasting, you'd put it out, right? Yeah. Okay, good. All right. No, I, I mean, listen, even if I would have ate shit right there, I know how to fall. Okay. I'm, I'm, yeah. You know, it's you just like. Uh, hop keto. Yeah. Hop, I, hop keto. I would have just hop keto rolled. I would have yeah. forward knock boped it and fucking been fine. I would have yeah. sprung up. I mean, yeah, I might be hurting like the next day, but yeah, I wouldn't have died. Yeah. So anyways, so anyways I was just recapping people that we. Did this interview with a, a woman in the music industry. Oh, and you know what? Since we couldn't bring it up during the interview, I was just informed by Lana Mack that she will be... She she did the graphic design for one of the artists. that uh, Her name is Gabby Moreno, and she's being nominated for a Grammy this year. Not a, not a Latin A Grammy. regular fucking full weight grammy right right and uh so they're placing her graphic design ad within billboard magazine i thought she said billboard as in like they were getting a billboard to advertise this <laughs> yeah but uh yeah so it's cool to hear that because she said no you idiot the magazine billboard <laughs> and uh yeah it's just a cool accolade to hear about for her because as you'll come to know in the podcast or find out, she's done other great things. And it's so funny because we're talking about Grammys. She's actually done something for another Grammy winning, or rather, I think the appropriate phrase would be Grammy nominated artist. Because uh, Gabby Moreno has not won the Grammy just yet. But she is, she is Grammy nominated. But, but she did something for an actual uh, for a Grammy award-winning artist. Yes. And we'll leave that for you to listen to yeah, the podcast. Yeah, cuz it's it's very cool. Like It is a real cool story. Yeah, so um sure. just be on the lookout for that and hopefully we'll have that out maybe by the I don't know, we'll say like mid January. Worst case, worst case. Yeah. Yeah. I I think it's, I think it's probably more likely going up in the beginning of January, like the first week of January, yeah. I think is when it's going to happen. But anyways, uh yeah. So moving on <laughs> from that. Yes. Adam, what is, what is it that you uh, want to talk about tonight? All right. All right. So it, it's become known that some of the people that are going to uh, South by Southwest are being announced. So South by Southwest is a festival that happens in Austin, Texas. Uh, what month is it? It's March. March I think March, it's, April. I think it was April. Uh, April. Wait, I'm looking at it right now. Hold on. It's uh, March. Oh, yeah, it's March. March 8th through the 16th in 2024. Right. Okay. So. Um, there's been quite a bit of, uh, controversy going on with, uh, South by Southwest. If artists are, they're not they're I don't think they're paid at all. They mainly go out there to perform and I imagine network or, or showcase themselves to a very large audience. Um, yeah, pres presumably to take that on, like when they return to their home, home city, right. uh, that, you know, they have done like a breath. Uh, what is it like? Uh, I'm trying to think of the phrase. That they expose themselves to to a breath of people across, you know, different parts of the country because they're all flocking to to uh, Austin, Texas to to check out new music and everything. But um, OK, so just I, I was just curious to see how much. So it's it's saying on here that artists, if you're a solo artist. You you do get paid to to perform, but it now, ain't, but it ain't dick. You get paid. Okay, so now they raised it from hundred to one hundred and fifty bands. It's now been raised from two hundred or two fifty, I think, to three fifty. So that's what you get paid for your whatever your performance is, whatever your set, no matter how long, how little. 
everybody gets the same flat rate essentially if you are an artist that applied now here's the other thing is it does if you want to apply to south by southwest yeah you have to pay you have to pay i think a fee yeah it's i I it's like an application fee i think it's like 50 i'm trying to find out what that is right now while you're talking but sorry go ahead i just wanted to yeah it's somewhere between i think let's just say it's less than a hundred dollars i think it's yeah i don't think it's over a hundred dollars um but again this festival is one i i don't even know what it is at this point i don't know if it's a rite of passage for artists just to go out and say they did it like they have it as a feather in their cap but it almost i don't want to say it doesn't mean anything but if nobody's asking you to go or if you don't have the cachet or or the the juice the social capital then it's like what what's the point of going really because as josh over here the the diligent worker <laughs> of uh, Game Rage music. He actually did the cra- he did a rough estimate of what it would cost. Oh yeah, to, fuck yeah, and, man. and it's it's it, actually kind of like it's it, astronomical. It, it actually mean, is a pain. In the, I think it'd be more of a pain in the ass to go and make two hundred dollars or four hundred dollars or whatever the fuck the amount of money it was three fifty is three fifty for as a ba- as a band, right? Think about it though. You're you're gonna have to now. Granted. I don't know how much or what how taxes are going to work on that 350, but the government's going to want to get their chunk of that. Now it's probably not much, if any at all, because depending on your band and how much money you make throughout the year, you may not even draw enough money to even get charged taxes. Right. But theoretically, if you did, then you would still you'd have to pay you'd have to pay taxes on that money. Or if you were abandoned, you distributed that money between because the, the the way we did it was a four-person band right. right we said okay let's just have the game rage band or whatever let's right. just say is the theoretical entity and it's there's four members yeah you got a lead singer a rhythm guitarist a bass guitarist and a drummer all right that's yeah. pretty much your general what dynamic or average setup for a normal ish band yeah right? four-piece band yeah right so for four people to go okay and then we were also essentially Un, not undercutting it, but we were saying that you, as a low end type band, likely that you're going to try to raise your stock to go perform at South by Southwest. Yeah, you're not going to be performing on the high op- octane days. You're not going to be performing on the first weekend, essentially. Which, as as I found out during this research, the first weekend is it seems to be. And again, I have no experience with South by Southwest myself personally, but based on the hotel and airfare prices. And just general prices of of shit that I could find during that first weekend, it seems as though the first weekend is definitely the hottest portion of the event. That the first, basically Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday ish, are astronomically more expensive. So we assume, or I assumed in this math calculation here, that you as an as an artist who probably listens to us you're probably not going to go playing on one of these days because this is going to be taken up by your major headline fucking acts that are just, I mean, huge. The, South by Southwest is probably paying them to be there, like yeah. legit money to be there um, or giving them a lot more perks than let's say your average person who has to submit an application. Like these people were likely invited, not having to put in an application. So everyone else is probably going to get relegated to the second half, which would be, the sec, not the second. Well, I guess it's technically <laughs> a next, the next week, but it's like the second week would be <coughs> somewhere between that Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sun. You know, of the next second week or next weekend, I guess. Yeah. So, um, we just did this assumption that you got a prime time spot on Friday the fifteenth. Okay, that this was the day, the day before the end, the final day, and you got like this. This to me, that would be the prime spot on on the second weekend would be like Friday night. Because it's like everybody's just getting off of work. You're going at like eight, maybe nine o'clock. Everybody's ready to party. People are showing up, getting drunk, you know, whatever. And that's where you're going to probably have your your biggest audience draw during that. And then obviously Saturday night, you're probably going to have the closing night. You might have a decent turnout as well, I would imagine. But let's just say for the purposes of this Friday night. So my assumption was that you would probably want to come in the day before, at least. If you were driving... 100% you'd want to come in Thursday, all right? And the assumption was also that you'd probably leave the next day. So um for the hotel room for basically you're having to pay for the for the night of the 14th 
and you're having to pay for the night of the 15th and you're checking out on Saturday the 16th. Eight seventy five with taxes for all three days for those. It's like two and a, yeah, two and a half days, basically two, three days, two nights, basically uh, that you're getting for that's with that's with the taxes and the fees. So that's an out the door cost. Eighty seven eight seventy five. Yeah. So then we also looked at if you were going to go, we were assuming that we were the, the, the band, the game rage band operates out of Southern California. So we just assumed you're flying, you're, you're going out of LA. So we did all the calculations for flight and cause we also did it for, you know, car travel. We did, we did it uh, based on leaving from LA proper or LAX really is where we, where we did the, the exit from. So out of LAX you can get right now, which is three months ahead of the event. I don't know if, the prices go down or may go up as you get closer to the event, depending on how many tickets are selling or not selling on those flights to Austin from LAX. Right. But generally the price for the ticket or for the airfare. Oh man. Did I not put the, Oh, it's 353 round trip per person. So that's what I did. I, I said United 353. I thought about the airplane number. <laughs> uh, okay. So I should put dollar signs next to shit. But so it's $353 round trip per person. Okay. So that's for a flight there and a flight back. And you basically, it's like a four hour flight. So it's very, it's pretty short. And this was nonstop. This was straight through, which was good because I found some connecting flights that were like 10 hours. It was like a 10 hour journey. And you're stopping in like all these different places. And it wasn't cheaper. It wasn't, or it wasn't much cheaper. It was like 20 or 30 bucks cheaper. So to me, not worth it. So 353 per band member, okay, is what you're looking at for flight. And that doesn't include your equipment. Your luggage. So that's one carry-on bag that you get. You get one carry-on, and I think you get one checked bag. So everything after that. And a check bag is a backpack or a briefcase. It's not a drum kit. It's not, I mean, maybe you might get away with a guitar potentially as a check bag. If you just took all your clothes and shit in a backpack as your carry on. And then you took your maybe instrument as, you know, the, the check bag, you could probably get away with that now. But the difference is the drum kit. That's going to fuck everything up because the drum kits fucking heavy. It's big and it's, well, it's not even that it's necessarily that heavy, but it's, it's 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 a large piece of equipment because there's multiple pieces to it. It's got to go in cases. So I could not find a number because none of that is based on something that you can look up. It's just when you're there at the airport, they're going to weigh it, they're going to measure it, and then they're going to determine how much they're going to charge you to send it out. $2,000. So <laughs> I'm, I'm assuming you're going to pay at least the price of another ticket for that. Okay? So for just the drums. That's if you fly. Um, So... For this purpose of of flying, it was thirty six hundred bucks with the hotel and the fucking airfare and the the cost of essentially food. Because I I drummed out. You're spending fifty to hundred bucks a day per person on food. Just if you're doing it cheaply, I mean shit's expensive. You're probably getting mostly fast food, or you're trying not to eat at restaurants and stuff that are expensive. Or you're going to the grocery store and you're just buying the cheapest shit you can get. You know the yeah. shit that's about to expire. Maybe just fucking cigarettes just, and beer. Yeah, you're poverty <laughs> povertying this shit. But yeah. um, so you're looking at low rent, thirty six hundred bucks to fly. Okay, now, and that doesn't include the drum set going with you or if they want to charge you more for your banding for your equipment for your guitars and shit yeah so that's just that's that's the lowest end without that stuff it's going to obviously be higher when you're bringing that stuff with you if you fly from right. la okay now <coughs> to drive it's it's 1400 miles one way so you're looking at obviously 2800 miles total that's, round trip that's from here to the top that's from of la that's from la to austin texas okay yeah so that's from Southern California, LA area to awesome. Austin, Texas, straight away. So realistically, you're likely going to be, you have some sort of a, if you're a band, if you're a four-piece band that has equipment, you probably already have some sort of a vehicle that gets you guys around. Yes. I'm just was going under the assumption that this was some kind of a van, whether it be a cargo van, a minivan, fuck, whatever. Generally, those usually get around 15 miles to the gallon. So I, I did a calculation based on the average price of fuel. So what I did is I 
So so the so the the smart marks out there who were going to check my work here, they can know what I did. So I took in LA the average price of fuel. I took the average price of fuel in Arizona. I took the average price of fuel in New Mexico, and I took the average price of fuel in Texas. I combined them all together and did an average of what that number would be. And so the number I got was $3.14. So I felt that that was a pretty fair, accurate accounting because you're obviously going to want to go on a full tank. So you're going to fill your first tank here. <coughs> all right. Right. So hey, if you get, if you, get, if you don't get your first tank, you're not going shit. You're not going anywhere. Exactly. Yeah. So you're going to be paying the higher California gas. Right. But once you, that should get you all the way to Arizona easily. Should get you easily there to Arizona or your first out of state fill up spot. Yeah. So once you get there, you can fill up and you're going to be paying that lower and closer to that $3.14 average. So if you're looking at getting 25 miles per gallon, or I'm sorry, let's do 15 miles per gallon because we're figuring it's just like just like a, a Ford Econoline type van or whatever. Yeah. Um, you get about 15 miles to the gallon. <laughs> you're going to use just driving the 2,800 miles, you're going to use 186 gallons of gas, which is going to cost you $586.10 at the average price. So you're going to roughly equate to just assuming cost of whatever up and down a little bit, the fluctuations, you're probably going to spend around $600 just in fuel. Yeah. So, and that's, you know, that's round trip. So that's not that's 150 bucks for each person. Right. So if you divide, if you're so now when we get into the driving portion, including the cost of food, which like I said, was, you know, you're looking at 50 to a hundred dollars a day per person. Now, when you drive, you are going to add on basically an additional day to two days of this excursion because it is it. Now I've done the drive from Austin, Texas from here in Corona to Austin. Okay. Yeah. I've done it myself. So I know exactly what that's about. So I can actually comment on this now coming out of LA. Sure. It's a little bit, it's going to be a little bit different. It's gonna be a little bit long, maybe a little bit longer. It's maybe you're looking at a couple hours, not, not, not a fucking meaningful amount though, but it's, it says 20 hours on, on the, the Google maps, right? When you, when you decide to do this 20 hours is a rough estimate and it doesn't account this is one thing that I didn't fucking understand when I did this. I thought we were going to get there in 20 hours. It's going to be great. It doesn't account for people having to stop to take a piss. It doesn't account for, hey, I'm hungry. Let's stop and get something to eat. It doesn't account for, fuck, we've been sitting in the car for five hours straight. I just need to get out before I fucking murder one of you. All right? <laughs> doesn't account for any of that shit. Yeah. So in reality, <laughs> when I did it, and we did it when we went, we went in a fucking Ford, a really like tricked out Ford Explorer. We rented a car, right? Because I didn't want to put 2,800 miles on my car. Yeah. And we wanted something that was bigger and had more space. So we got, which, you know, if you're in a van, you're going to have enough fucking space. So, but we did that. And those seats were comfortable as shit. They were like massage chairs, heated and ventilated. You're not going to have that in your fucking uh, cargo van that you're driving out to fucking. Yeah. There. So you're going to be a little bit more pissed off. But even with that being said, we took, we drove it straight through. We took turns driving. And, you know, we, some of you would sleep in shifts and we would dick around and you, you we made it there. Now, it took us roughly between 24 and 25 hours. I don't remember the exact amount, but but you can expect to add on from whatever time it's telling you. Expect to add on if you're going to drive it straight through at least another five hours with pit stops. And especially if somebody's got to take a shit, because, listen, <laughs> you're going to be gone for a whole day. <laughs> yeah. So if if you guys didn't all time it just right. Yeah. And someone's got to take a shit and you're stopped for 45 minutes because they're they're taking a hot dookie. <laughs> you're, I, you're just going to have to wait. So and nothing, nothing wrong with that yeah. should happen. So you're going to need to leave if you're performing Friday and you want to get there Thursday so you can, especially if you drive, because I'm going to tell you right now. So the thing we went to, we drove there. <coughs> we got there at fuck, man. Like, I think it, we left the day before we left. The event started on a Friday. We left on Wednesday in in the evening and we got there. We left at like 9 p.m. on Wednesday. We got there Friday morning at like 3 a.m. I think is about when we got there. Yeah. And so our our travel time took a little bit longer. No, I don't even think we left that. We might have left at midnight. I think we left at midnight on Thursday going into or Wednesday going into Thursday. We left around midnight. Right. And then we got there at like 3 a.m. on Friday morning. Right. So it took us 
you know, basically 23 and some change. It was like three something we got there. So it was like 23, 24 hours, somewhere around there. Yeah. And so we got there and the event started later that day at, at I think it started at like 11 a.m. So we had a problem with checking into the hotel because it was a pain in the ass. <clears throat> they figured it out after like an hour, got checked in. It was like 5 a.m. by the time we got in there. And we just straight went the fuck to sleep because we're all dead. We just took turns sleeping in the car, driving for 24 hours plus. It sucked. But it was fun. And then also you got to account for stopping at attractions because listen, this is maybe you could save that for the ride home, but I'm you're going to probably be dead and not looking forward to the drive back. Oh, yeah. And you're just going to want to get through it. So I would say give yourself plenty of fucking time and leave at least a day and a half early. And then worst case scenario, you get there before you can check into the hotel. You got a big ass van. You can just sleep in the fucking van. All right. Or sleep in the car, whatever you're in, just sleep in the car. You'll be fine. Yeah. So we get, we get to, so you get to that point where now you're looking at driving there. You're leaving, you're performing Friday. So you're leaving Wednesday and you're performing Friday and you're checking out from the hotel on Saturday and you're driving back. So you're probably not going to get home until Monday. And I can also say for some reason, the drive back went way faster. I think it's because we got all of our touristy stop bullshit out of the way on the beginning. We got to, I think we made it home in like 18 hours on, on the way back. We basically just drove straight through. We, I think we went to a store and we bought food. You know, we bought snacks. We bought a big ass box of chips. We bought a shit ton of Gatorade. I think I bought a cooler at a gas station. Yeah. We filled it up with ice and we threw in a shit ton of drinks. And we basically only stopped to piss and get fuel. And that was it. And booked it home. And we, like I said, we got home in like 18 hours because I did like 80 all the way. Yeah. And so it's possible for you to kind of make up that extra. So you could probably only maybe spend 40 hours ish driving during this time. But like I said, you're going to want to get there earlier or the day before at least so you can rest because that drive people want to sit here and say shit driving is fucking tiring regardless of you got to constantly pay attention you have to be hyper vigilant and you just you're, you're operating a fucking vehicle so you have to pay attention and so even if there's four of you and you take shifts and you switch every three hours you know that's not a bad deal that kind of makes it easier but it's still going to fucking suck so at the end of it, you're still looking at going in the car. Twenty eight hundred bucks is what you're looking at if you drive with the cost of fuel and everything, and then including the that was including the extra fifty to one hundred dollars a day per person for food. Yeah, because you're gonna basically tack on an extra day and a half, maybe two, right, on each end because of you having to drive. So the trade off for going for flying versus traveling by by wheels. Is you have the luxury of throwing all your fucking equipment in one fucking car. Yeah. But you might end up hating each other by the end of the trip. I mean, that's you, true. And you, you, <laughs> you, uh, you save, I maybe, you, yeah, I think you save on gas, I suppose, by traveling, right? As opposed to paying for the, the flight itself yeah. round trip, which is more of a convenience. But then you might be coughing up more because for the equipment itself, then. Yeah, yeah, and you're you're kind of paying <coughs> you're paying a premium to to save your time essentially. Four hours, four hours, four hours versus twenty four potentially plus. But the experience of that's true. The, the who the fuck knows what's gonna happen in those twenty five hours of driving? You shit, dude. That's unaccounted for expense. Transmission blows out. Oh, shit. tires <laughs> blow out. That so it's like I don't know which one would you rather prefer. I almost would just say. I'll pay the extra money for the flight just so I know I can get there on time. Maybe I could just leave the day before and uh, just leave it at that. But then you can also deal with the loss of luggage, and that would be a pain in the ass. But yeah, because what if they lose your drum set or what if they lose one of your bit? Now, granted, you could go to fucking the local guitar center and you could probably buy the cheapest bass they got for fucking 250 bucks. Yeah. So you're not going to be out a whole lot, but then you're playing with shittier equipment that you're not used to. And, you know, could that affect your performance and maybe determine whether or not you get signed or make any new contacts or yeah. whatever yeah possibly could so you are but you're taking that risk as well so there i don't, I don't know what the right answer is I, I feel like take i feel like the road trip route for this for south by southwest it might just be worth the experience to find out what it's like to be on the road that is true i mean and, if if your band hasn't done an out-of-state 
Road if you trip. haven't played out of your local area, yeah, you guys might want to do this because it. Yeah. A, well, a you'll save a little bit of money, and then b, it may actually help you determine if you want to stay together as a band because <laughs> the writer dies if you can't fucking do this road trip with the people in your band right. you guys probably shouldn't be performing together because right. because if you do make it you're gonna have to go on the road you're gonna have to do shit and at first you're not gonna be able to have your own buses so you're gonna have to fucking travel together i i got an idea for a story all right <laughs> just thought of it right now fuck yeah you need to write a story about a band that a band here in California that it's got a little bit of a buzz going, right? All right. And the whole movie or the whole story revolves around this whole trip. And by the end of it, they don't even fucking. They break up. They at the break end. up. They break <laughs> up at the end. But it's like, man, you wouldn't. Even at the end of it, they're like, they're still going to be friends or whatever, right? Like, yeah, it's yeah. just they're the band's not going to work, yeah. right? But they're like, man, we, we fucking had a hell of a time, though. Like. That was a lifetime experience right there. To, it's to, it, it's basically the hangover meets a, a band road trip. <laughs> yeah, dude. Because, uh, I mean, maybe maybe you start doing some real wild shit. Like, uh, dude, if the transmission blows out, he's like, dude, that's my fucking car. And then you start bringing up, like, old friendship shit. Like, <laughs> old, 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 old dirt. <laughs> like, because, I mean, dude, I, I don't know. I, <laughs> I imagine shit like that happens for bands where... You know, you start talking about the dollars and cents, of like who paid for what and all that shit. Yeah, you can get real nasty. I imagine that's true. It and, could, and uh, I I think it would make for a great drama uh, that they're trying to race to get to this fucking thing, oh, and then and, and then they like, you know, they actually make it and they perform and whatever, and like nobody shows up. They're like, fuck, man, what a we great <laughs> swerve at the end. <laughs> yeah. It's like you think, oh man, everybody's rooting for them. They go through these ups and downs, these trials and tribulations during this road trip, and yeah. they finally make it to their destination yeah. and they get there and no one showed up or, and and they lose yeah. and they're just like fuck it and that's the end of the movie we're just never we're just breaking up or <laughs> we have there's a little sliver of hope and somebody approaches one of the members that maybe is like the real talent of the group yeah he's like let's let's make a deal happen or and whatever. Then that's the sequel that's that's like yeah <laughs> hey shit maybe shit, man, a, this is gonna be a trilogy yeah i'm glad we actually have this on recording so if we actually fall through on it um we came up with the well if someone else steals it from us then we can be like hey nah we fucking came up with this go fuck yourself this is our yeah. intellectual property you sons of bitches yeah exactly yeah fuck dude that's a good idea we should do that you know what i'm gonna talk to the author and maybe we because he because he writes scripts too so maybe we can fucking maybe we can fucking make this happen yeah somehow. Maybe, maybe i can uh stir up some some internal band problems that i've encountered myself oh yeah firsthand experience and use those as uh yeah maybe we can create fictionalized versions <laughs> yeah so, oh man, that'd be cool as hell. Yeah, that's a good idea. We'll make a fake band, make maybe make some fake music too for this band or some shit. Oh, I already did it. I made <laughs> Millennial Frog music. We could, <laughs> that's easy shit. That's that's peanuts. Yeah. So, Damn. anyways, anyways, that, that's so uh, we'll we'll uh, put yeah, that we'll put that on the on the on, back back burner yeah, for we'll now. Pin, but pin that for later. pin that for later. Yeah. So I I do think that you're right. I think that the road trip version is probably better for most bands uh, on multiple multiple levels it's like the personal experience yeah it's cheaper maybe depending on how good you're probably the gonna is. save like a thousand to, yeah. to 1500 bucks yeah which <laughs> and you get to see all you know the continental u.s like or a portion of it maybe a fourth of it like you get, you're driving through california well if you're if you're from california yeah. Cutting through Arizona and New Mexico. Yeah. All, all the way through to Texas, right? Right. So, you know, you're basically, I mean, you're basically just taking the 10 freeway all the way. Right. For the most part. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you're going to change up a little bit when you get into Texas to go up to Austin. But yeah, for the most part, you're just taking the 10 freeway all the fucking way. How, how was that when you actually got to Texas? Because it's all flatlands, Dude, right? okay. Did you get bored at some point? You're like, yes. fuck. I'm I'm a, okay. I'm, I'm like, telling you right now. You're just like pistol to your head, dude. So that 23, 24 hour trip. Yeah. I would say about 14 to 16 hours of it was just in fucking Texas. Oh, good Lord. Because when you get out of Cal... Because it takes maybe... I don't know. I'd say it took us about three hours, maybe less, to get out of California, to get into Arizona. Yeah. Once we crossed over into Arizona... Because we crossed over into Arizona, it was still dark out. Then when we, when we were still in Arizona and we were getting closer to New Mexico, that was when it started to get... Um a little bit light out and then it was full daytime. We crossed into fucking New Mexico and then we crossed straight into Texas in during that same day. And then 
it was Texas all the fucking rest of the time. So it was maybe, like I said, maybe eight hours of it was driving from California to the border, to the Texas fucking border of of New Mexico and Texas. And then it was just all fucking Texas. It's all flat. There's there's a lot of nothing. A lot of periods of jack shit where the 10 freeway becomes essentially a two-lane highway where there's two lanes, one in each direction, and you're just driving. And when you're doing it in the middle of the night, there's no exits. There's no streetlights. Yeah. There's just your headlights. And I will say, we would stop off because there'd be no, there, there's nothing. There's no, no rest stops for, there was one sign that we said no rest stop for 120 miles. Good Lord. And sure shit, there was nothing for 100. There was not even a town to get off at in 120 miles. Yeah. So the exits that they have, are fake so you know here when you get off the freeway it's a freeway exit you get off and you go into a town right this it's a freeway with a bridge over it and you get off and you go and it's a cul-de-sac and there's nothing it's just empty fields a cul-de-sac and all you can do is turn around and go back to either the exit or entrance of the you can go back to the freeway in either direction that's all there is yeah so and it lets you cross over the freeway for some reason so in case you want to go to, because that's why the bridge is there. In case you want to go change directions, direction, yeah. yeah. So that's that's a lot of Texas. Is a lot of that. And if so, like if you got to piss, and I will say it was cool as shit getting off the freeway in the middle of the fucking night when there's there hasn't been a town for fucking eighty miles waiting for Leatherface to come. Oh, out and chop it, it is scary as shit yeah. too, and, and in some cases. Yeah. But when you get off the freeway, like when you have to take a piss and you just pull off, I mean. You're literally right there off the side of the freeway. Mm-hmm. And there's fucking semi trucks fucking buzzing by and <laughs> not a lot of cars, but still traffic nonetheless. The light pollution is zero. And I can tell you, man, I've never living in Southern California, you don't really appreciate it. You don't get to see it until you go to somewhere like that. And I've I mean, I've been to Big Bear, I've been to a bunch of places in the state. I've been to I've been to other states, but the city portions of them. I haven't never ever really been to the rural sections. And so when you're out there and you look up at the fucking night sky, man, and there are some spots here in California, like Idlewild and Joshua tree, big bear a little bit, but it's not as pronounced, I guess, as this, but man, when you see those pictures of space and it's, it's all the colors and all the, it's like purple and fucking like all the stars and shit. Yeah. That's exactly what it looks like. And me being, I, I guess I'm a fucking city boy, as they fucking would call me. I've I've never really, I, I haven't experienced that in my home ever. I just see little dots in the sky because of all the light pollution that we have. We live in fucking cities. So, yeah. you know, especially here in Southern California, you're not really getting that because there's light pollution that ruins the, the atmosphere or whatever. And so when you're out there, man, it is a hell of an experience to piss take a piss off the side of the freeway and look into the nothing the galaxy man it's fucking weird if i was high i would have been fucking probably having an existential crisis at the moment you probably would have shot on site oh definitely would have shot <laughs> things on site for sure but yeah i fucking it's a good experience yeah so yeah it's cool and the, the vast swaths of nothing and you will get bored just staring at long it's it's the long grass from jurassic park the lost world like yeah I, every time we were running you know, you remember when we were kids and you'd be running next to the, or you'd be driving and you'd have that little, did you ever have the ninja? Like there was a little ninja that you'd see that would, that would run and like jump and parkour from building the building. Like you play this little game. I've heard about ninja. that, but I don't, I don't, yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, I mean, so, or you'd have a person or somebody like a power ranger, whoever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I was doing that and there was just velociraptors fucking running next to the car, popping their heads out yeah. as we were driving when I was, when I was not driving, obviously, but yeah. So, uh, so now. As for the arrival, so this is the part I think that is not in defense of South by Southwest, which would be that just for the expenses that we just talked about, uh, we we didn't even talk about the the submission fee, which is probably less than a hundred bucks. I don't know what it is. Um, I I think for an artist that let's say you have like maybe several thousand followers. Is it really worth it for you to go out, drive all the way to Texas, or to fly all the way to Texas? Oh my to- God! All right, hold on. I don't, I can't believe this is fucking real, but it's a non-refundable two hundred and twenty dollars entry fee. Oh, oh, oh my God! <laughs> oh. I thought it was going to be less than a hundred bucks. So you're they're they're paying you just a little bit more than, than what you paid 
And that's if you get accepted. Yeah. If you don't get accepted, you don't get that 220 bucks back, but, man. But also people drive out there to play in like bars adjacent. and shit adjacent yeah, to that. Yeah. Okay. So maybe. I mean, shit, honestly, that might even be the move. Yeah. Is maybe send your shit to local bars and shit in the area yeah. that, that are hosting. Because, again, that town's popping during this time. Yeah. So even if you're in Austin itself, you may be able to just get away. If you can't get into South by Southwest, just drive down there, just drive down there or not even that call or send, find out who the manager of bars are, send them your shit and say, Hey, we'd like to book. If you don't have any, if you have any availability, we'd like to book to perform at your thing during March 8th through the 16th. Don't say it's South by Southwest. I'm sure they might make the connection, but maybe they won't. Yeah. And you might get lucky and trick somebody into signing a deal yeah. where you can come perform for either for free. And that could be your pitch too, is when they, when they want to talk numbers, Maybe just fucking be like, hey, we'll just do it for free. We'll just come out for free because you might be able to get and then send out all your hashtag Austin, Texas and all your shit South by Southwest and all your posts promoting it. Yeah. Maybe you can get some assholes to come out. And then I mean, if you were if you were a venue owner as well, like if. Oh, if, yeah, if, that's if you, true. If you well, a venue owner or a bar owner and you have the space avail- available to you and I mean, shit, this has got to be the hottest point of the year for. <sighs> Oh local, yeah, local business, right? So if you're keen enough, I mean, shit, maybe you take advantage and start kind of surveying what's happening in the music scene, just in general. And you start like for the bands, or just just the stuff stuff that you enjoy, not necessarily like the cream of the crop, but just rising bands. And you start, yeah. you, and you just start reaching out to them, like, hey, I got a space here, fucking in. Uh, I mean, it's not South by Southwest directly, but you, you'll be around it and yeah. maybe just by the nature of everybody wanting to drink and go out to shows like we you can have like a mutually beneficial relationship that you'll have uh you know you'll be live music you'll be yeah. out here performing and maybe people will come and see you perform and yeah all right so to, to that point okay uh-huh. so i don't remember what this thing was called there's a donut shop that's in austin uh-huh. and it's this like super hyped up specialty donut store they make all these crazy fucking donuts okay and it was delicious the line was out the door and around the block. Pretty much, the we were that we weren't there for. We were there for a convention. It wasn't South by Southwest, obviously. It was a. It was like the Rooster Teeth convention. Yeah, which drew a lot of people. But that town in general is kind of a party town. And Friday and Saturday night every week they shut down their main street. It's all their main street is all. It's like the Gaslight District or whatever Gaslamp District in San Diego. Yeah, it's all bars. Gaslighting District is that what's called? Gaslight? Gaslight. No, yeah, gaslamp. Gaslamp, right? gaslamp. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Gaslight. Yeah, yeah. Gaslight District. <laughs> Get, <laughs> where, gas, yeah. where they tell you you're doing great and just you know fucking we're really not though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking so so <laughs> this they shut down everything for. All the streets are shut down and it is just walk around and get fucked up drunk. I mean, dude, I'm telling you thousands of people at this fucking just a regular Friday and a Saturday night for them. Yeah. So this donut store was in that realm or whatever. Right. And so, again, the line out the because it's pretty famous. I forget the fucking name is, but fucking they paying us. So I ain't plugging them in. I'm not going to look it up. <laughs> so they were around the corner, the, the line. But when we got inside. There was a ton of unused fucking space inside this donut store. And if they were fucking, if they were on it, if they had some foresight, you got all these assholes waiting in line. All these bars are blasting music and shit and having bands and shit. If you utilize that space and you don't even have to put in a stage, you could just have the space and just let a band occupy it and tell them, hey, you guys come, we'll pay you a hundred bucks. Give you some free. Give us, yeah, we'll give you a bunch. All, the, all you can eat donuts. Yeah. And you guys plug on your social media to all your dumb fans, and they'll show up and get donuts and say, hey, if you fucking mention, you know, whatever the band's XYZ name, band, yeah. you'll get a 10% discount or 20%, whatever the fuck you want to do. And you could generate a shit ton of business. And you're also, as a byproduct, helping this band because you're, you are, the donut store is the draw. Let's just be honest. Yeah. Yeah. But, this band is also going to benefit from that because people are going to wait in line anyways and they'll hear some music that they might enjoy. And then you're going to get an added benefit of their fans that may not have wanted to come out to your donut store. You're still going to you're still going to draw in more people. Yeah, and the longer you're there, the more likely somebody's going to buy something. Yeah, exactly. So even if they're in there dicking around and you open it up and just have, you know, a little floor area and you maybe have 
because they could have probably fit 40 or 50 people in that in mm. that area and yeah if you get a small band that's not like super huge especially if you're south by southwest it's some other band from like out of state you're gonna have people lining out the door you're doing it anyways you're providing them with entertainment while they're waiting and making their experience that much better yeah so even if the band's not that good they're still gonna remember oh man you remember that donut store i went to and they had these awesome donuts and this fucking live band playing and i oh, remember we thought the band was was garbage and we fucking were talking shit the whole time yeah and then we threw a donut at them like, you know <laughs> whatever i mean you know who cares yeah you could you could fucking you could fucking generate so much shit for that man and as awesome as that would be <clears throat> i still think it's not worth it to go out there just for that no I, no yeah, for that correct. fuck no like and even even just going to south by southwest for just to hear that the submission fee is two hundred dollars, <laughs> you're making fifty bucks. Well, remember you were just breaking even. They raised it a hundred dollars, so now you're making you're coming out plus a hundred if you get picked. Because before they just raised it because it was two hundred and fifty dollars for bands is what you got paid, and you got paid a hundred a hundred for or no, they only raised it fifty because it was it was uh, or it was, yeah because it was two hundred for bands and a hundred for solo artists. Yeah. So now if you're a band. You're you're getting two fifty, so you're covering the cost. Mm-hmm. But if you're a solo act, you're still in the hole. Yeah, because you're only getting one fifty, so you're still fifty bucks in the fucking hole. Yeah, or a hundred. Wait, what did I say? It was two two twenty. So you're hundred. You're seventy dollars in the hole. Yeah. So that that just sucks, and it's just it's just the idea of uh, you're being you're being showcased somewhere, right? Like somebody's going to showcase you somewhere. <laughs> But that's yeah. not necessarily a guarantee that all these people are going to flock to you. I mean, sure, you might be a great band, but wherever you're being placed is for a reason. So assuming yeah. what we're talking about with some of the hotel rates on more of the premium days of South by Southwest, right? Yeah. Like you can't expect a thousand or you know, let's just say hundreds or a thousand people to just walk by and see your shit because everybody's going to be over yeah by like the main the main thing like the main things the main attractions so for me like (laughs) i guess the way i would rationalize it for the amount of money that you are spending to go out there dude you might you might as well just make a music video or oh that is a good point or 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 you might as well just run tiktok ads for three thousand dollars imagine what you could do for, for like imagine how much more of an audience you can capture digital maybe 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 that's I don't know. Is there? Do you think there's a difference run, between? Let me run the numbers real quick. Hold on. Okay. While you're, while you're talking about that, but that is a very good point about. Okay, so uh, okay, so a hundred dollars. So that'd be thirty, right? Hundred divided by or three thousand divided by a hundred is thirty, right? Yeah. Three thousand. Three thousand. What? Yeah. So three thousand divided by a hundred. I'm not a math guy. Yeah, that's thirty. Okay. So times sixteen thousand equals four hundred eighty thousand. Okay. So it's a hundred dollars to guarantee six thousand sixteen thousand views on tiktok okay if you run an ad sixteen thousand views. you get sixteen thousand guaranteed sixteen thousand minimum that's not, the, no that's minimum not min not instagram bullshit no instagram really. no because in, well in my experience <laughs> i've never done a, a sixteen thousand one, but every one that i've done yeah. has exceeded the number and the minimal number for whatever was always you know let's say the, the one video i did was like 12 it was like 1200 views i got like five thousand on it Okay. On one. okay. So it's always, oh, it's never gone below the minimum. Not like Instagram, okay, where they horse shit and lie to you. It's real. Okay. The TikTok one, at least the China Spy app, at least is straight up with you, okay? okay. I, I give them that. I, I respect them for that. Yeah. So if you spent $3,000 on TikTok ads, you would get half a million fucking people of views, guaranteed. That's way better than going to South by Southwest. That's that's way more people that would see you. You might get 30 people that show up and see you and listen to your shit or none or none. Right. Yeah. This guarantees a half a million people are going to at least look at or see your fucking whatever you're promoting. And most people would. I mean, if anybody's <coughs> paying attention to music, more than likely, they're going to be looking out for you anyways. Yeah. I mean, sure. It'd be a luxury to go out to South by Southwest to experience the music live and all all that. Oh, horse yeah. Shit, right. But half a million views, dude, you can't. Well, let's be honest, too. That's just if you're doing their basic, like their com- their combined package thing, deals or whatever. Yes. So if you were to maybe hit them up and try to get a custom de- a plan, you might be able to get even more views for that 3000 bucks. Because, mm. you know, yeah, you could, you could spend $116 30 times, 
or you could just send their TikTok sales an ad, or, or not an ad, I'm sorry, an email, mm. and then be like, hey, I got 3,000 bucks. How many views can you get me or give me for that right. 3,000 bucks? They might say, shit, we'll get you a million for that. Who the fuck knows? Yeah, imagine if you can do that sustained over an entire year. Like oh, yeah. $3,000, you run something oh, every, shit. every month. Like That's like one every three weeks. Because if you did, well, two weeks, maybe 30 times a year, it's like a little less than a little, a little more, twice, a little, twice, two and a half weeks, two and a half weeks. Yeah. yeah. It's like one every one ad every two and a half weeks. You're paying a hundred dollars. Yeah. If you spread that out over 12 months yeah, to every, yeah, you would constantly be barraging people. You're constantly getting 16,000 views. Yeah. Plus every, and then that, that, that makes that, more sense. That'll if, put your stock in the algorithm higher mm, as well. Yeah. Because then again, if you go by the laws of 10%, as, as we've, as, I think we've talked about it on here. So you get 16,000 views. That means. 16 you're gonna get minimally 1600 likes yeah and then you're minimally gonna get 160 people to go download your album off of that yeah and if you're selling your album for 9.99 you know that's 160 bucks you only spent 100 shit you're coming out 60 dollars in the in the in the green yeah i think in defense i guess for in defense of south by southwest i don't think you can rob yourself of going uh for the experience as a band like if you want to go out there and you feel like you have to do it or you want to do it, fucking go do it. Don't don't live with don't live with any regrets. So just go ahead and do it. Um, and you know maybe my skepticism about meeting people because I don't know, man. I, I really don't have. <laughs> uh, what's the phrase I want to use here? Not everybody's as good as their word. Yeah. If you go out there and somebody tells you, "Oh man, you guys are great," like let's figure out like. Especially in the entertainment industry, there's a lot of bullshit artists. Yeah. Probably a lot more bullshit artists than there are actual real straight up people. Straight up people. Yeah. And you are gonna run into bullshit artists for sure. Yeah. And <coughs> um, but then again, like I, I think shit, maybe sending yourself out there, you might meet the right people. Like you might meet your manager, you might meet a record label that's interested in you. You might meet your homies, like your your next bandmates, or that's like never mind. I, I take that back. Maybe maybe you meet uh your community of people that extends beyond your home city. So you find a band that you're you find um a common thread between the two of you. Like maybe you build relationships with people there, and that's something you can't really translate. Yeah. Uh, online. I mean, sure, maybe a little bit like. You, you send people DMs like, oh, I love your music and all that shit. But there's I don't think there's any denying that first person experiences with people like you can't you can't put a price on that. And that that's not something that can, is one to one yeah. versus digital and, and and doing that in real persons or in real life, I suppose. So I think for those aspects, like, yeah, but I'm still kind of pressed on on saying that running three thousand dollars worth of ads like just makes more makes sense. more sense yeah. it makes more sense to me <clears throat> and here, here's another thing that's maybe another side tangent about south by southwest itself but it all i just shit just pisses me off like this because i get it that you're trying to because it's 995 dollars to go for a regular person ticket to get to get into this event right if you want to buy a ticket that's as much as coachella and that's uh actually the exact same thing it's three it's two weekends, so I'm guessing you get one weekend if you purchase the ticket. You get, you just don't get both, or maybe, well, maybe no, you do, the, yeah. for South by Southwest you get everything. You oh, get, you get everything. Yeah, okay. for nine, for the nine hundred and ninety five dollars you get access to all seven or whatever days, so, which which is good. That's I mean that's a fairly good deal because if you break it down by day, that's like a hundred and twenty bucks a day ish. So that's I mean that's not that big of a deal. But one of the things that gets me is they have this, and this is this is the shit that's the gimmicky marketing promotion fucking type yes. of shit. And this is like the early career badge discount. So it's basically a thing where they're telling you, oh, we're going to give you a 30 to 40% discount. And it's depending upon probably where you are or what company you work for. You know, if you work for a major company, yeah, you're probably gonna get that 40%. But if you're from an independent label and you're just kind of starting out your career and you want to go, but they're billing this ticket as, oh, it's a discount. And man, you can come and network and do all these things, right? But None of that's fucking guaranteed. Mm -mm. None of that's even, none of that opportunity is going to happen for sure. So they're just kind of marketing to you to hype you up to sell you this ticket of, by calling it the early career, oh, you want to get a jump start. It literally says, oh, you want to get a jump start in your career? 
all right, now you're fucking kind of selling a bill of goods with that. And that kind of piss, that kind of irks me a little bit. And I get it. They're marketing it. But you don't got to call it that. Just call it. It's not even a promise. It's not even yeah. a promise that you'll you'll meet the right people. I mean, sure, they're providing the playground, but you have to do the work still. Right. Yeah. And and then and and even sure, giving a discount to people. I mean, I guess that's a fucking that's cool, I guess. Right. But still more money out of your own pocket. It is. If you're if you're especially if you're new into the industry and maybe mm. you don't fucking have seven hundred dollars or whatever that 30 percent discount would come out to off of that man maybe seven seven hundred bucks to still pay for a ticket to go yes. plus the hotel plus the air plus all that horse shit you know you're spending fifteen hundred or two grand on this regardless just to go to attend it mm. you know because if you're going to be there for the whole seven days you're gonna have to pay for fucking a week worth of you know which listen if you're going to go as an industry fucking person and get your early career badge you might as well be there for seven days and try to make the maximization of your of your efforts yes so if you're going to do that, you're going to spend even more fucking money. And really, at the end of it, even though you may fucking come out and bust ass and try to fucking do shit, you might come out with nothing at the end of that. Yeah. And to kind of market that towards people in that realm, it just seems predatory, I guess. And it does. I, just, I don't like that. It does. It be, and uh, quickly t- to note, uh, Spotify does something exactly the same where uh, they promise more visibility uh-huh. to to promote an artist like. Maybe your your numbers are eh, they're all right. Yeah, yeah. They're like, oh, maybe for a little bit more of your royalties, we'll uh boost you up and have you more visibly on the platform itself. We'll put pop-up ads and remind people that uh remind people to listen to your music. But that's still money out of your pocket. It's like you're paying to play. Well, yeah, if they're taking an extra five percent, yeah. What are they really good? How many ads are they really gonna fucking run? You know what who, I'm who saying? Who the fuck knows? Who the fuck and knows? And that's why it's I think the advertising aspect of this kind of shit i think doing stuff on tiktok makes sense yeah. it makes more sense because you know what you're getting yeah and you're getting it and that's the bottom line yeah as opposed to these other things where eh, you know yeah you pay five extra five percent of your royalties but you don't know how much they're gonna actually do oh what are they gonna put it up on a hundred people's fucking things you know how many motherfuckers go to spotify yeah imagine yeah imagine like how many times they do that with multiple artists that are gullible enough to do that like that five percent multiplied times like a million times if people oh, are willing yeah. to do it oh man i, I don't want to say they're going to make gangbusters but i mean for for spotify not being profitable maybe that's how they make a little bit of extra change well and then it would be to them it would be to their benefit if they thought an artist was good and then they signed up for that deal to pay it then they'll promote them more than someone who's paying the same percentage of their royalties yeah. for the same thing you know yeah so then, then it becomes then it becomes a, a matter of of fairness i guess even it's like well we're paying for the same shit but you're promoting them more well that's horse shit so i don't know that's fucking garbage but <laughs> yeah so um shit i mean there's people that are vehemently protesting south by southwest because <laughs> i think they're taking advantage of artists and you know what like to some degree i kind of think yes because i mean shit they're getting paid basically just enough to recover the money that they spent on the submissions right and yeah they're they're, fl- they're coming out on their own money and maybe they get a nice little audience or they meet the right people but i, I don't know they're just they're just providing the playground maybe you get lucky and, <coughs> and get something out of it but sure yeah. not for three thousand dollars dude not for three thousand bucks man fuck that. tiktok that's, just makes more sense it does it does so man all right i think that's you, pretty much you got you got anything else you wanted to add uh on that topic no i don't think so i think we pretty much covered everything Uh i mean i will just say to reiterate i do think that if you have the opportunity to travel together as a cohesive unit as a band (laughs) i think it's and i don't want to say that it's good team building because that's a really fucking stupid corporate fucking way of saying it i hate that shit yeah but you need to know what you guys are fucking made of and if you haven't traveled together and, and you haven't gone the distance in a car mm. with someone that's when you really get to know a motherfucker it's when you drive in a car for fucking 14 to 12, 14 to 24 hours together yeah. then you get to know if you can handle being around them in this capacity and i think it's an important test that every band should put themselves through right especially in the beginning because if you are maybe not sure you guys are in the honeymoon phase because fuck man being in a band that's what it is you get together with some people you guys make some good songs you're in that like honeymoon phase and you feel like you're untouchable but if you guys are going to go somewhere i think it's important that you know and understand that you can fucking stand the test of time 
and you can fucking battle through fucking going on the road because that's it's basically like marriage. Yeah, it's worse because there's even more shit involved with that. If there's money, there's business. money, there's business, there's the responsibilities of of each band member. And I mean, obviously, some people feel as though certain members of bands don't contribute mm-hmm. as much to the band itself. So then you've got that aspect going on. There's all kinds of crazy shit, I guess. And, you know, this is all coming from me not having ever been in a band. But, you know, fuck, whatever. I, yeah. I know I know some things. Yeah. All right. Uh, so before we end, I, I thought we could listen to a song. Oh, hell yeah. What for, do you want to for, for, for a group that I think is interesting. They're from Norway. Ooh. Uh, and they call their music death pop. Oh, man, that sounds good. Yeah. So I thought it'd be cool to introduce you to them and see what you think. I think I think this might be right up your alley. So oh, fuck if yeah. anybody's willing to stick around for this episode and just check out this group, um, they're called uh, Blood Command. Blood. Let me type it in the old fucking iTunes machine here. Blood. Oh, fuck. I spelled command wrong. Blood Command. I love that. It has a good name. Yeah. Not as good as Poverty of Content, but you Poverty know. Poverty of Content. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll find a purpose for that yet. Uh, fuck. Maybe that's the name of the band in the movie that we fucking <laughs> Poverty made. Poverty of Content. Yeah. Dude. And then maybe that's the name of the fucking movie, Poverty of Content. <laughs> and it's like a mockumentary type oh, deal. Some like Spinal Tap shit. Yeah. Oh, man. That'd be cool as shit. All right. Uh, let's see. Oh man, already some of these names fucking I sound amazing. Uh Rabbit Whore is their top song on here. Uh I'm control trying to find alt, the... control alt delete. There's one called Cult Drugs. <laughs> Quitters don't smoke. Okay, so the song that I want to listen to is called The Plague on Both Your Houses. All right, that sounds awesome. Let's see. What album is it on? It's on that World Domination, World Domination one. The newest one. Right. I kind of like this because it kind of reminds me of Jack Jack Kirby, like the. Comic oh book yeah, art. man, that's some good art right there. That's yeah. a cool. That's like a little psychedelic fucking metal melt your face fucking. <laughs> it's just cool. Like I I don't know how else to describe it. Like it's great coloring. Yeah, it is. Whatever figures they got going on there is uh, I don't. It's know pretty even... legit. I like it, this. Yeah. So it's called the plague. All right. So on both your houses, if you guys want to, you know. Stick around and well, look 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 up the music yourself. Yeah. And we're, we're gonna talk about it obviously yeah. too. So you know, don't just end the episode here, whatever, whatever. If yeah. you want to hear us, but yeah, all right. So this will be, uh, what is this band called? Blood Command. This is the Plague on Both Your Houses by Blood Command off the album World Domination. All right, so that was the Plague on Both Your Houses by Blood Command off the album World Domination, and to quote or to channel paris hilton that was hot that was hot that was fucking hot man yeah the, the, so when i found this group uh the, the first thing that immediately i mean because I, I looked through a bunch of music right yeah yeah but i think there's a situation when a band uh. has their art on point and the music's on point like yeah, yeah. the art i saw the art i'm like all right i gotta check this out I'm like, if the art is as good as I believe it is, then the, the music, music has fucking, to be just as yeah, good. Just as good. And it turns out it was. So yeah. it's like you're never really steered wrong when you like the album art of something, and then you find out the music is just as good. And this is one of those bands. I'm just like, this is fucking cool. And yeah, uh, it oh, man, yeah. it fucking it slaps, as Adam says, yeah. man. It is fucking good. That that fucking and and also what caught me off guard is because when you said it was swedish metal i thought it was just gonna no, be it was, no, no, bro. No, it was it was a Nor- yeah well norway whatever yeah. the fuck you said uh, fucking nordic some kind of fucking northern mm. european fucking metal i thought it was gonna be you know some of that shit which again i love that too yeah. but it's a female there's a female vocalist yeah. and man i am a sucker for fucking female vocalists when it comes to any sort of heavy or hard fucking metal yeah. i just feel not to say that the male ver- equivalents are bad, but yeah. I just feel like the female vocalists have a better control of their vocal fucking range. And they can just, I don't know, I feel like they can just, they can belt it out and then they can harmonize and then they can, you know, do that low end fucking sound too. It's like, God damn, it's, it's just so good. And this lady, I don't know who she is, but man, top notch, top yeah. notch. I, I like, I mean, shit. Uh, I love the chunky riffs. Yeah, those are sweet too. The, the chunky, the chunky riffs. Uh, the fact that this chick is just like screaming her lungs out. And then mm-hmm. when it gets to like the bridge portion of the song, she sings more melodically or yeah. mellifluously. Mal- um, 
it's a nice little juxtaposition there. Yeah, it she, is. she could do both. And then they uh. did this thing in there where they dropped everything except for just the crunchy that was yeah. real low. Yeah. And I feel like that was the metal equivalent of the DJ dropping the beat. Yeah. And that was fucking cool. It was it was like in the first third of the song, yeah. and it was perfectly timed when they did it too. Cause it was I was like, you're just about to get it, and then they just and it just goes and you're like oh fuck like it just resets everything yeah it just fucking went perfectly i don't know i loved it and they call themselves death pop i imagine maybe because death pop maybe because of death metal like they're 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 combining death metal and pop pop, i guess yeah Yeah. that's what i think maybe but i I could be totally wrong but nonetheless just a a very cool band from norway so (laughs) we do have followers from norway norway i'm just letting you know i do pay attention from all corners of the world to, yeah. to hear music and you know i was lucky enough to come across this group from uh from norway i forgot what specific part but nonetheless very cool and thought it'd be a cool way to close the show out so yeah and uh that was that was fucking sweet and you know if you do fucking add them to your playlist and you uh decide to follow them on instagram you know send them a shout out and say you heard about them on the game rage music mm. podcast mm. you know let them know. Yeah, hell yeah. That we're talking about them. And same thing goes for anybody else that we fucking talk about, too. Let them know that yeah. you heard about them here on the Game Rage Music Show. Yes. And then, you know, help us out a little. Yeah, yeah, brother. Yeah, brother. Yeah, brother. Hell yeah, brother. Anyways, fuck, man. See? Adam, I don't know. I don't know if uh, South by Southwest is going to get us to an hour, man. Uh, yeah. And I love saying that because I said I don't know either, man. But man, every time we do that, we always fucking hit the goal. Yeah. Fucking did it. Mission fucking accomplished. Yes. So with that, we thank you all for listening. All that shit a wrap. Yeah, it's over. So you know what to do. Follow us on the shit. Do whatever you want. Yeah. We will give your uh, balls a tug. Yeah. Uh give your balls a fucking massive tug. And no nut November's over. So fucking have at Get it. Get your nut. <laughs> Get your nut and have a good day. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you on the next one. That was the Game Rage Music Show. Thanks for listening.